Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Welcome to episode 154 of Planted by the Living Waters. I want to share with you maybe um, scripture that <laughs> kind of sounds crazy when you read it at first. And as you're going through scripture, you may have read this and thought, man, what in the world is going on here? Why would this happen? Why would God do such a thing? And there's things in life that um, we, we have that question. Why would God do that? And uh, here's one of those situations initially as you read it, but I want to walk through it with you. And so here's what it says. And First Chronicles chapter 13. And so this whole time, David's bringing up his leaders and talking about bringing the ark into the city of David. And so the ark of the covenant is God's presence. Remember, he he called him exactly the way to, to build this and to show that his presence was there. It was to be in the Holy of Holies back when the tabernacle was, was around. And now when we get to the temple, it's what's going to rest in the Holy of Holies in the temple. And so um, God's presence was, was in the midst of this um, ark. And so David was bringing it up to the the city of David, and so that was his plan. And so it says in verse 5 of chapter 13 of 1 Chronicles, So David assembled all Israel from Shehor of Egypt to the entrance of Hamath to bring the ark of God from kirath Jerom. David and all of Israel went to Balaam, that is, kirath Jerom, that belongs to Judah, to take there the ark of God, which bears the name of the Lord, who is enthroned between the cherubim. At Abinadab's house they set the ark of God on a new cart. Uzzah and Ahiho were guiding the cart. And David and all of Israel were dancing with all their might before God with songs with the lyres and harps and tambourines and cymbals and trumpets. And when they came to Shaddan's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out to hold the ark because the oxen had stumbled. Then the Lord's anger burned against Uzzah, and he struck him dead because he had reached out to the ark. And so he died there in the presence of God. So here you have a couple people who have the Ark of the Covenant, God's presence. I mean, very special piece here um, on a cart carrying it to the city of David. The ox stumbles. It looks like the Ark of the Covenant may fall off the cart. And so Uzzah, this man, reaches out to grab it, to catch it. And God strikes him dead in that very moment. And you think, why would God do that? He was just trying to help the Ark of the Covenant, God's very presence in this Ark, to, to not hit the ground, to show respect to the Ark of the Covenant maybe perhaps. And, and God strikes him dead. It seems just a little harsh. And there's times in our life where things happen and we say, God, doesn't that just seem a little harsh? But I want us to understand that there is a reason for what's happening here. God had gave very specific instructions on how to carry this ark before. If you read Leviticus and Exodus and even Numbers and and you read through, he, he told them very specifically that they were to take the poles. If you look at a, a model of the Ark of Covenant, there's these poles in the Levitical tribe. The Levites would hold the ark on their shoulders and they would hold it on the poles and they would not touch the holy part. And there, this was very important. God stressed it because he wanted to show just how important it was that, that his holiness couldn't come in contact with our unholiness. And, and that's a, a, a pointer to the gospel we're going to see. But he was very strict and very um, clear in the way he communicated. And what do we see in this passage? They're not carrying it on their shoulders. They're putting it on a cart. So being disobedient already in the way God called them to do it. But it was with good intentions. And so here's what my word is for us today. As we start our day, what is it that perhaps you're doing that's disobedient to God but with good intentions? Because I want to share with you that, that those good intentions doesn't 
make up for disobedience, even if they're good intentions. There's times I think in my life where I've done things disobedient, but I had good intentions. I had what I feel like was the right heart, I would say about it. But the truth is, is disobedience is disobedience. And uh, if God has called us to obey him, no matter what our intentions are, we must obey. We must obey him. And so what is it in your life, perhaps, that's, that's, that you're, you may have just kind of slid up a little bit, slid back on the way you're obeying, and you're doing something out of convenience, or you're doing something out of a newer tradition or a newer thing, and you're not respecting God's holiness. You see why this is so important? Because it shows us the need for Christ. There was no way for us to reach the holiness of God. We would be struck dead just as Uzzah was struck dead if we came into the presence of the holiness of God in our current state apart from Christ. However, Christ gives us the righteousness of God. Praise the Lord that we have the righteousness of God brought into the holiness of God because the veil had been torn and we had been given the cloak that Jesus has given us, righteousness. So what a beautiful message we have today. Even in what seems like a, a, a crazy um, overreaction by God even at first, yet when we look at it, we understand just who God is and who we are in the midst. And we're called to obey no matter what. Would you obey no matter what today? Father, we love you. We trust you. Bring us to obedience in the name of Jesus. Amen.